talk to you today about game of thrones uh if you do not know what game of thrones is you are probably under a rock uh the final season actually starts this sunday so if you're as excited as i am you're ready to see who wins this iron throne if you're ready to see the fat king annihilate everybody then you are going to be super stoked for this sunday so it seemed like the best time to talk to you about the game of thrones pops let's launch right into the origin of the series before Game of Thrones became the HBO sensation that it is today, it was actually started out as a book series, a fantastic book series, a fantastic fantasy book series. Eh, eh. Uh, but it's a fantastic book series that started being published in 1996. It's called The Song of Fire and Ice is the like book collection name, which is a great name when you think about the fact that this book series focuses on Daenerys and Jon Starks. So it's a little bit like... It's, you know, it's, it's ice and fire, because Targaryens are fire. Starks could be considered ice. I mean, the ice could be also the Night King and, the you know, the White Walkers. But, I don't know, to me, the series seems to revolve around not the Night King, but around Jon and Daenerys and their stories. Uh, that's what it's called. It came out in 1996, but the book series still isn't done. There's, there's been five books out so far. Uh, the last book came out in 2011, so if you ever hear someone who's a fan of the books keep complaining, well, it's because they've been waiting eight books for eight years for this book. You know, the TV show is just pumping, 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 and now they don't get to feel superior because they have no idea what's happening and, you know, what's going to happen next, whereas the first few seasons, they were like, oh, yeah, that person's going to die. Don't get too attached. Losing that little bit of sense of self of identity is kind of a bummer. Uh, as someone who's read the books and someone who was like, that's happening. Ooh, don't get attached to that person. Oh no, what's gonna happen next? Only I know. Then, uh, yeah, I could tell you that it definitely sucked having everybody else finally learn about everything. So it came out as a book series, and then it came out a TV show in 2011, Game of Thrones on HBO. You've probably heard about it. You've probably seen it. I hope you've seen it. It's a fantastic show. It's beautiful. Uh, it is adult. So if you're thinking about watching it after this, I do have to warn you. But there's a lot of things, you know, there's a lot of gore because it's a fantasy series about people getting killed. Lots of people get killed. Don't get too attached. Please don't get too attached. It's, it's You'll get attached because that's just how it goes. But I'm going to try to tell you not to because no one is safe. No one is safe. So there's a lot of gore, a lot of killing. Uh, there's also a lot of like nudity and sexual content. So I just wanted to kind of let you know that that's going to be happening. So that way when you're watching it, you're not like, oh, God, my eyes. Oh, God, my eyes. Like, I don't want to be the reason for that. It's really good. And I should tell you right now that as I go through this, I'm going to be a little bit spoilery. Uh, not for the last season, because obviously that hasn't aired yet. So I, I can't tell you anything other than my own, you know, crazy fan theories, which I have several and I would love to share them with. But <laughs> that's not what this is about, about the pops. So, yeah, so I was just going to talk about the series and i'm gonna go a little bit i'm not gonna go too much into spoiler territory but if you haven't watched it yet at all i don't want you to be like why did you tell me these things you, you ruined this game of thrones takes place in westeros and essos mostly in westeros that's the big that's you know the seven kingdoms which is where everybody's fighting over the iron throne the iron throne is a throne made out of swords it's very sharp looking both physically and aesthetically sorry i just had to throw that in there it's this really 
awesome looking throne. I would own an Iron Throne. Uh, for all my Parks and Rex fans out there, my favorite character has been Wyatt. And in the show, when he gets the Iron Throne from Leslie and he has that face, that would be my face. I would be so, like, it'd be out of this world. But I digress. There are families fighting for this throne, and they're the main characters. They're the ones that we follow throughout the series. You have the Targaryens, and they're pretty much the family that used to rule Seven Kingdoms, and now they're trying to get that throne back. You follow that journey. There's the Lannisters, which are like the conniving, clever house that are, they have the Iron Throne, but they're trying to keep it through any means necessary, and I mean any means necessary. You have the Starks, they're the Honorable House, they're the Direwolf, Winter is Coming, you've probably heard about that, maybe, you know, every now and then. They're the ones that are honorable, and they're like, yeah, we have to do the right thing, and really, they wouldn't even got involved, but the Lannisters kind of chopped their dad's head off, so that kind of, that kind of irritated them, so they rallied the North, and that's how they started the war. So the Starks are still going, they're the main characters. So they have a lot of this going on. If this, I mean, this wouldn't have happened if they hadn't killed Ned Stark. Like, I'll just say it right here. If Joffrey Baratheon, I would say R.I.P. if I didn't hate his guts. If he hadn't killed Ned Stark, I can guarantee you that the Lannisters would not have had any problems. They would have taken care of every threat. They would have been okay. Not that I'm saying I'm rooting for the Lannisters, but that one moment, that one dumb act is what did all this. So suck it, Joffrey. You are the worst. You're the worst. And anyone who hasn't watched the series yet, if you watch it, You'll understand why I have so much venom in my voice for Joffrey Baratheon. So that's why the Starks are involved. It's mainly just as like revenge because they killed their dad. A little bit of Inigo Montoya. You killed my father, prepare to die. I'm waiting for that moment. That moment is in season eight. I will be over the moon. So those are the big ones that are fighting right now. The, uh, the Greyjoys, which are kind of like the, the house that's in charge. They do like shipping and coastline and stuff. Uh, they're kind of involved. They have a story arc, but their story arc is mainly supporting other stories, like other plots or backstabbing people you know like you do it's you know it's the game of thrones you either live either win or you die you that's them's the rules so that's what they're living their life like those are like the main houses they're fighting for control they want to win the iron throne they want to take down the night king the night king is like this big bad nightmare dude who looks really awesome he's kind of like a frozen darth maul but he's definitely super cool i'm not really sure what he's gonna do because he's now in control of a dragon which will talk about a little bit in a little bit but so going into this eighth season, they're trying to take down the Night King because he has a zombie army and they need to stop that. The Iron Throne is still a priority, but right now I feel like, you know, it makes sense. I'd rather stop the zombie apocalypse instead of fighting over the throne that will not matter if the zombie apocalypse gets happening. So that's a little bit about Game of Thrones. Uh, I hope I convinced you a little bit to watch it. It's a great series. You definitely need to if you love fantasy. Even if you don't love fantasy, it's just a very compelling series. So I hope you watch it. I, I hope you understand why I hate Joffrey Baratheon, first of all, and you'll soon learn of my love of Jon Snow and Daenerys Targaryen. I hope you understand that, too. So I hope I shed a little bit of light on that. Let's talk about dip pops. So there are a lot of, there are a ton of Game of Thrones pops. So I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I, I, I picked and chose the ones that I liked the most, the ones that I thought were really cool and had some cool details, because there's just so many of them that it'd be, I'd be here forever. I'd be here all night uh, trying to talk to you about all these pops and i'd love to but i mean are you really gonna be like that's cool there's like this regular john snow and there's another john snow oh look another john snow or hey cool like jacan hagar has a pop yeah because i didn't know who that guy is like he's such a pivotal character no it wouldn't have been like that so i chose the ones that i think you like the most and i hope you like them let's start talking about them so first things first we're gonna talk about my favorite daenerys targaryen pop 
So she has a bunch of them. She has a lot of cool ones. She has one where she's sitting in the throne of Dragonstone. Dragonstone is the ancestral castle of the Targaryens. So I like that one a lot too, just because of the fact that like all of her all of her strife, all of her conflict has led her to that moment where she finally sat in her ancestral home's throne. So that one's really iconic. Uh, that one's kind of just a freebie I threw in there. It's a really cool looking pop. It's a really cool throne. It's like a stone that like it looks like these stones are clashing together. She wasn't talking about that one, but I guess I just threw that in there. So this Daenerys one is so cool. So when Daenerys, so she gets her dragons. They are you know they're hatch, they're little hatchlings, and she has she's still with the Dothraki, which are like these are these like nomads, and so she has like a very functional like little outfit on. Which is good because she ends up burning through like half her outfits. It seems like because she's always walking in fire. Uh, the Targaryens are immune to fire, but their clothing is not. So that's where I was talking about earlier when I said it was adult. But so she's here and she's in like kind of like her little like real like her little handmade uh, outfit. She's got her white hair. White hair is beautiful. I love it so much. <laughs> it's really nice. And the coolest part about this is that she has a dragon on her arm. Yeah, she has a little green and red dragon. Which, I guess that's, honestly, like, I'm not really sure which one that's supposed to be. Just because none of them really look like green and red. It's definitely not Drogon, because Drogon is what I would think it would be. But she, Drogon's a black dragon. So, I would guess it's Rigel, which is her green one. But uh, it looks really cool. I love the fact that she has him on her arm. Just because, I mean, she's the mother of dragons. So, she needs a pup where she got the dragon. So, especially, like, in her baby form. I think it really evokes the image of the mother of dragons. And that's what I like about it. Next we have Battle of the Bastards. So this was a really big plot line in season six where Jon Snow, who's a bastard, that's why his last name is Snow, and Ramsay Bolton, who is a bastard who was eventually recognized by his dad, they, they battle, hence the name Battle of the Bastards. <laughs> uh, they didn't really have to work hard to market that one. This pop, So this is a two-pack, and I love it because in the actual series, Jon Snow finally breaks through to Winterfell, which is like the Stark's ancestral home, and Ramsay Bolton, who's a coward, finally decides he's going to try to kill him. So uh, he starts shooting at Jon Snow. I love it. Jon Snow is wearing similar armor to what Ned Stark wears. So it's like this brown armor. He's got his hair back because he finally started growing it out long enough. And he started doing like a little... He started tying it back like Ned Stark does. The guy has like... He's super into his father. But he has all these scars on his face because he was attacked by a crow a few seasons before. Pretty sure it was a crow. Could have been a different kind of bird. But so he has like these scars on his face. And he just looks so hardened, which is really crazy because he used to look like a pretty boy. And he has like a, he has the shield is what he used to block Ramsey's arrows. So John has a shield and it has three arrows in it. And it's a Mormont shield because the Mormons were one of the few houses that rallied behind him uh, against Bol the Boltons. But it's like this ye yellow and green shield with like this bear on it with like bloody claws. That's pretty cool. Kind of wish it was the Stark shield. Like, maybe it was, like, a remnant from the previous battle of Winterfell, you know? But what can you do? I can't control what they do. But, so, and then you have Ramsay. Kind of wish they had made Ramsay look a little bit more evil in this. He has kind of, like, a weird shadow thing around his eyes, which I guess is supposed to kind of show his madness. He's a real messed up character. He's a real jerk. So, he, uh, and he's holding, like, the bow and arrow. His part isn't very interesting. Uh, it's kind of just the ensemble that really does it. These next two I'm going to talk about are dragons and people riding the dragons. So it's Daenerys and Drogon. So Daenerys is riding on Drogon. Um, I mean, she's it's a really pretty pop of hers. I like the way that they did like her hair. She has like the white outfit and stuff. And it really balances out well against Drogon's. He's a 
black dragon. So he's like all jet black. His wings are part black and then they fade into red, which looks really nice. Uh, the red and black always looks really good, just in general. But And there's like the dragon has a bunch of spikes on it. The eyes are red and I think they're glowing in the dark, which makes it really cool. He has mouth open. It's a very menacing pop, which, you know, Drogon, it, he's obedient to Daenerys, but he is a menacing dragon and he does attack people. So, but it's awesome that she's riding him. I love the fact that they have pops where they're riding on him. And then the next dragon one is the Night King riding on Viserion. So Viserion is another of Daenerys' dragons. Look at this. So <laughs> the Night King gets an ice javelin and he throws a javelin and he hits Viserion and Viserion goes down like he just plummets into the ice and like it's just but he plummets into the ice and you're just like oh my god like what like first of all like this guy is the javelin champion of ever and then you're also just like he just killed a dragon like there's only three dragons in the world and he's murdered one so easily and you're just like like that was your moment where you're just like oh damn like maybe like the night king's not gonna go down so easily and like that part's like like the Night King's done a lot of really like intense stuff before this, but this one is kind of the one where I would just like, wow, we're not safe. Like he's definitely going to be able to take anything down because he just took down a dragon, which no one thought could happen. And you're like, you know, like that sucks that she lost a dragon, but it is what it is. Yeah, he resurrects that dragon. So <laughs> this is the Night King with his Darth Maul looking face, all blued up, his bright blue eyes, riding an icy Viserion pop where he is undead. So he is, he has a lot of similar structure to Drogon. Uh, but he's he's all grayed out just because he's you know he's dead. His wings are missing pieces. They're like missing patches because you know he's dead. But like I don't know if you've seen zombies, but usually they aren't in total hundred percent. Like they don't look a hundred percent, and it shows on this. And like his eyes are bright blue because he's he's been resurrected. And you're just like damn, like what? Like it's crazy that he now has this power because then he uses this power to take down the wall. The wall is this giant giant wall that's been holding them back for who knows how long. You know, years, decades, centuries. It's been a long time. And he takes it down. He takes it down with the zombie dragon that shoots blue fire, people. Blue fire. Blue fire. Like, it was so cool. And it was just, I, I didn't see it coming. And I could say that about a lot about this series. But this was the game changer. This is what made the Night King really feel like a threat. Because other than that, I was like, I have no idea Like he's how he's going to get over the wall. Like, he'd just be like, throwing rocks at it. Like, that's not going to do anything. But a dragon does. Because a dragon can do some damage. So it's a really cool pop. It'd be really cool to have like the Daenerys dragon, like Daenerys and Drogon facing Viserion and Night King. I think that'd be a really cool look. And then you have Tormund. Tormund is he's a free folk, so he's from someone that's north against the, north of the Wall, which does happen. There are people up there that aren't zombies, but he's a really cool character. Uh, he's a ginger. He has like this awesome beard. Uh, I'm jealous of it. He has a he has this little this little knife in his hands um, because he's always trying to fight people. And he's, he's a scrapper. He's definitely a scrapper. But it's a really nice looking pop. I love how his orange hair pops because he's wearing like this like gray outfit. So it really works out on that one. And then you have Tyrion Lannister, which Tyrion is one of my favorite characters. He's this clever dwarf. And you probably heard about him or you've heard his saying, I drink and I know things. So there's mad respect for him. He's done some really good stuff in this series. He's a very complicated character and I love it. He goes from being... With his family, the Lannisters, to helping out Daenerys, from being a cynic to being a believer. He has a quite character arc. Uh, he gets cut across the face in his first battle in the book. He loses his nose, but that didn't look that one looked as pretty on TV, so it's just this big scar on his face. But so this pop, he has a scar on his face. Uh, it's a little mini pop. 
and uh, he's got like his Lannister armor on, which looks really good. It's red and gold. You see the lion clearly on the chest, which looks really cool. And he's holding his battle axe from his first like he, he had fought before, but the that's from like the Battle of Blackwater. So he has like his little battle axe. It's a really good look for him. I'm glad they finally gave him his due. And finally, we have the latest pops they came out with. So they came out with a series of pops to commemorate the fact that the eighth season's starting. Five different pops, right? Five different pops. You're like, oh, okay, this is going to look really cool. They're the same thing, people. They are five Iron Thrones. The Iron Throne looks awesome. It looks just, I mean, it looks Tracy, sharp. Uh, it's, it's a really cool piece. Five different people sitting on them. You have Daenerys sitting on it. Because Daenerys could win the throne. You have Cersei sitting on it. Because Cersei can win the throne. You have the Night King on it. Because the Night King could win the throne. I guess he cares about the throne. I don't know. We don't really know his motivations. He's not really much of a talker. But, so they have the Night King on there, which looks really cool. I have that one. And they have Jon Snow on there. And he has Longclaw, which is his sword with direwolf head. And I have, I love that one. I'm a big Jon Snow believer. So I'm hoping he wins. They have Tyrion on the throne. First of all, Tyrion has no interest in the throne. The reason why is because he's so clever that you're like, he could, it could happen. You never know with this guy. Like, he could make it happen. He could have had a plan this entire time just to take the throne. Like, that's who Tyrion is. And so you see him. He got Scar. He grew out a beard, which is awesome. I have a beard, so I, I, I believe beards are the best. So, And he's got a drink in his hands. He's got a cup of wine, because that's who Tyrion is. And they did this because so many people were like, this person's going to win the throne. This person's going to win the throne. So they were like, well, here's your chance. Buy the throne. Buy your favorite person on it. You don't know if they're going to win. But you know what? Maybe through superstition, if I have a Jon Snow Iron Throne pop, maybe it can happen. You never know. <laughs> It was a cool little piece. I'm excited. I like them a lot. Um, I think it's a good way to generate interest for the final season. Like I said, they have a lot of different pops. They have a lot of really good looking pops. So I definitely urge you to go check them out on your own time. But I just wanted to highlight a few here that are my personal favorites that I think that people really would enjoy. So I hope you got that feeling from that. Now we reach the concept pop portion of the show. And as you know from before, the concept pop is one Funko Pop like figure that I think that would really fit in with this series. I could look really good in pop form. And then one, well, this would be a one TV show moment that I think would look really good in pop form. So as much as I would love for this pop to be Joffrey Baratheon as he's laying there dying from poison, I feel like that, I feel like that would probably just be for me and not so much to look good at pop form. All of you are probably going to actually hate my pick for this uh, just because the character was really good. And then unfortunately, like I said, you either win the Game of Thrones or you die, and since this happened in an earlier season, you can imagine he died. But I think what they need to do is they could do a Rob Stark pop, and you're like, oh, Rob Stark, like, he's not that interesting. Like, this pop would just be kind of bleh. Well, here's the part where you're going to hate me, but I think they should do a pop where it's Rob Stark's body with his direwolf's head sewn on. I think, I know, like, you're just like, what is, like, why, like, but... It was just so, like, when that moment when you see him on the horse and they had sewn the dire head of body on him, or die hard, the dire wolf's head on his body, like, that was a great moment. Like, I know, like, you're just like, oh, that's gross. But it was a really good moment because, first of all, it actually looked like it kind of worked. But because he was always called the young wolf. And this is how the phrase embarrassed him after they killed him, was putting his wolf's head on his body. Even though it's a little morbid, I think it would be a really cool touch to have his, maybe on the horse, have his body with the head on there and it would look first of all it looked pretty cool it'd be very interesting just to kind of see like how they would do something like that 
but I think it'd capture an iconic moment. It'd be a good way to put like a spin on the other pops that they've done, and because they've done so many on so many different characters. But this one, I feel like, would be really iconic. As far as the TV show moment goes, not seeing the final season and seeing some final confrontation, I think this one would be really cool, would be Hard Home. So Hard Home was this battle of this battle that happened beyond the wall where Jon Snow tried to save the wildlings who are like the free folk that live up there that aren't zombies. And then the zombies attacked. So they killed like so many people. Like he tried to save as many as he could. But there was this iconic scene for that. So the zombies can't cross water. And so like Jon Snow and all the people, they got the boats and they were like so close. Like it's kind of scary how close they were. And like they were in the Night King walking the edge of the water. And Jon Snow's watching him and he's in the boat. And Night King just, like, raises his arms. And you're like, what is he doing? Is he saying, like, come at me, bro? No, he was raising the people that were just killed. So he's making more zombies. Because the fun fact about a zombie army, the more they kill of you, the bigger their army gets. So that's why it's so hard to beat them. But, so I think a moment where Jon Snow is in the boat, and a few feet away, you see the Night King, arms raised, and you see a couple zombies that are on the ground, like, looking like they're about to get up. I think that would be an amazing-looking pop, because, first of all, they've done a really good job with Night King and the, you know, the White Walkers on, like, the pale blue and really making it pop, and you can really just evoke that feeling of vulnerability that John must have felt, because he, and the futility, because he's seeing these zombies being brought back to life, people he was just trying to save, and he has to now, like, he's gonna have to fight them eventually, and literally, like, only, like, this small stretch of water separates him from death. So I think that'd be a really great moment. I think that would really just, it would just, I mean, it would just look really cool. And I'm not just saying that as a Jon Snow fanboy or as a Night King fanboy, maybe a little bit because of that, but I just think it would just look really cool. And it really would, Heart Home is probably one of my favorite moments because you really see what exactly the Night King is capable of. I mean, obviously throwing a javelin and killing the dragon was also super scary, but <laughs> this is like your first touch. You're like, oh my God, like this is, it feels futile. So I just like how that moment evokes that, and I would like to believe that the pop would evoke that too. For my findings, <laughs> man, in the past two weeks, I have got a lot of pops. I've got a whole bunch of different power armors. I got the guitar sword power armor from Fallout. I got a mint green power armor, which you don't think would look that amazing, but it's so crisp and I love it. I've never really used crisp to describe something, but that's what this is. Uh, I got the Tricentennial power armor, which is a Walmart exclusive. That mint green one is a Best Buy exclusive, and the guitar sword is a GameStop exclusive, just an FYI, if you're looking for it for yourself. And then, but the, the Tricentennial one's cool. I love the look of it. It's blue. It says on it 1776 to 2076. So if you like that and you like big miniguns, it's the perfect pop for you. And guess what came out? Avengers Endgame Pops! And tickets. Please tell me you got the tickets. You need to get the tickets. So the Endgame figures came out, so I went crazy on them. So I got Hot Topic exclusive Captain America, because I'm a huge Cap fan. And it just looks really good, even though it doesn't have a shield, which is kind of a bummer. But it looks really good. I got the Amazon exclusive War Machine, which is him in the, the white and red suit with the War Machine head. And then I got Ant-Man, which is the white and red with the helmet. I got the box lunch exclusive Iron Man. I don't know. There's something about it. It just looks really fluid. That I really like it. I'm really excited about that one. I got the Thanos. The Thanos looks really imposing. I love the Thanos because like it's him in his armor. He has the gauntlet on, which I wasn't expecting. I didn't actually notice that detail until I got it. But he has the gauntlet on and he has this huge sword. And so he just looks he actually looks more imposing than he did in the, the previous movie. So that's why I got it, because it looks really cool. Those are all the endgame pops that I have right now. But I also got new Overwatch. If you guys love Overwatch and you love the pops, let me tell you, there's a lot of pops for them. But they came out the next wave, and they came out with Bastion. Bastion's awesome. He's this mech, and he has, or he's not, 
Sebastian's awesome. He's this robot. He has a really cool design. He has like a little turret and he has he has a little bird. I guess it's like a commune with nature thing, but he has the bird on his finger and I love it. I got Moira. Moira's really cool. She has this thing where from one hand she can sap life from people and the other hand she can give life to people. And I love it because like I said in my previous episode, I'm crazy about translucent. And she has these translucent little balls in her hands to signify the life take and the life give. So I love that. And then I have Farah, which Farah is really cool because she's like lifting off. Farah has a jetpack, so she flies in the air a lot. She's lifting off. She has her helmet on. She looks kind of like it's kind of like a, I don't know why, it kind of reminds me of a hawk. So it's really cool. It's like blue and gold. It's a really good design. And then finally, I got Reaper. Reaper is so cool. He has like this bone white mask. He has like this big cloak on. This one's super cool because he's coming out of his death blossom. So you see like this little like dust from him because his death blossom is like him twirling around going, die, 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 die. And, uh, like you see him coming out of that so it's a really cool effect it's a cool way that they did a twist on reaper because they already done a few reaper ones but reaper's probably the most popular so they're like we definitely need to have a reaper so that's how they did it and i think that's really cool they're starting to experiment a little bit more with the effects you may have noticed that in the dragon ball z wave that's coming out too they have like like their their hair looks like it's like to the side and stuff like they're doing a lot more stuff with effects so you may want to keep your eye out on that but those are my finds for the week they have other they have other ones they have other endgame pops they got hulk at the marvel Black Widow, Hawkeye, or Ronin, I guess. All different kinds. So just keep on the lookout for that. They have a Hot Topic specialty tracer, or a Punk tracer. And it's really cool because she has like this little like blue line behind her. That's what's keeping her up in the air. And it just looks really nice. So if you like that one too, you should definitely check that one out. So before I do this section, I'm going to do this, the discussion. Well, we're not really at the discussion phase yet as far as me interacting with you guys as much as I would love to. We're just not there yet. So until then, I guess this is just the monologue section because it's just kind of me talking. But this entire podcast is, so I guess it's all the monologue section. But you know what I mean. Anyway, so I'm going to say right now that this part is it's a little bit heavy. So if this isn't your thing, you can skip ahead to my findings of the week. Uh, I'm not going to take it personally. I just really wanted to talk to all of you about pops, what they can mean to you, and just, I mean, life in general. So last week, my grandmother passed away. And... Like, she was a big part of my life, you know, someone I really cared about. It really got me thinking. My mom suggested, she was like, hey, during your discussion, why don't you talk about the Garfield Pops? She loved Garfield so much. I mean, I could. I could talk about how much I hate Mondays. Trust me, I definitely do. But I, it really got me thinking about what these what these figures can mean to you, you know? Both as, like, nostalgia and just what, what the memories and emotions it bring back. Because I can tell you right now, I will go buy a Garfield Pop. And not just because I like Garfield, but because every time I look at that pop, I can remember the memories I made of my grandmother. You know, I can remember the time I spent at her house. I can remember the times that, you know, how many times she said that she believed in me. Like, and I can get those feelings by looking at that. Because, like, when I see that pop in my mind, that's her. So that's a big reason, like, what? that's a big reason why I love so many of these pops. And I hope that's a lot of the reasons why you love them, too. Some of them do look amazing. You know, they just have really great details or they just have really cool designs. You know, you're just like, I just want that because it's badass. And there's not a problem with that. I mean, my best friend, most of the stuff he collects for the, for Pops, it's just because he's like, that's a really cool design. And they are really cool designs. And so, like, that's a really good reason to collect Pops, just because they look super cool. But, you know, I also think about some of the other Pops that I get. Some of the Pops that I look at, I'm just like, you know, people would be like, oh, like, why did you have to get that one? Like, it's not that great. But to me, it is, you know? And you got to think about it like, like, he's a Garfield one. People are like, oh, cool. You like a cat. No. I love my grandmother, and that's why I want this pop, is to remind myself of my grandmother. And it's like, I have all the Mighty Morphin Power Ranger pops. Do I have them because they're cool? Hell yeah, they're cool. 
they're buying more for Power Rangers. I also got them because when I was a kid, me and my dad watched that all the time, and that's something that we shared. And I don't get to see them as much, but now I get to look at these pops and I get to remember that feeling. I get to remember those memories. You know, the Jaws pops that are coming out. Do I want them because they're a shark? Yeah, sharks are cool. But I also remember, you know, over the t- over the summers when I was spending them with my mom, watching scary movies at night. And that was really the only time I watched scary movies. But that's something that we shared because my stepdad and my brother, they weren't really big into watching scary movies. That's something that we shared. And that's something that she showed me. So when I look at that Jaws pop, I don't just see a shark. I see all those summers that I got to spend with her and all that time I spent strengthening that relationship. I just want all of you to take a moment to think about what pops really bring you, you know, what pops that go beyond how cool they look. What pops really evoke in you, you know, is it because they're really cool? Or is it because it just reminds you of a time that you spent with someone? You know, these things, like, they are, these pops are so much more than just little pieces of the vinyl. They're cool designs. They're ways to make memories. They immortalize everything that we love. They immortalize pop culture. They immortalize our memories of the people that we care about. I mean, they take our money. Like, they do so many things. And I hope I really was able to kind of open your eyes about what potential they have. And also kind of open your eyes, like, if there's a pop that you want to get that you're like, I don't know, like... Will people judge me? First of all, they shouldn't judge you because pops are awesome. But second of all, who cares, man? Think about why you really want it. Do you want it because it looks cool? Or do you want it because it reminds you of someone that you care about? Just get it. Just buy it. Just enjoy it. These figures are here for you to enjoy. As much as fun as it is to show them off to people, as much fun as it is to convince them to buy them as well, which is one of my favorite toys. You can ask all my friends and their very very big pop collections that they now have because of me. (laughs) They're for you. Enjoy them. That's all I have to say about that subject. Like I said, I know it got a little heavy, but it felt right to talk about this with all of you because it is about Pops and it's about what Pops have done for me and what Pops can do for you. So I hope that really just kind of opened your mind to what they're capable of. Maybe it'll galvanize you by that Pop that reminds you of something that you did with your dad or something that reminded you of that time you hung out with your brother or, you know, your sister or your great uncle or your third cousin. You know, who cares? Whoever you share memories with. You should get that pop because you're honoring them and you're honoring that time you spent. Now that we're wrapping up, I'm uh, just going to talk to you about my social medias real quick. So make sure to follow me on Instagram, Pop Goes the Fandom 19, Facebook, Pop Goes the Fandom, Twitter, which is at Goes Fandom. I didn't get to choose that. I wanted it to be Pop Goes the Fandom, but at Goes Fandom is cool too, I guess. If you like what you hear, don't forget to donate to me on Patreon. Uh, it's patreon.com slash battleborn94, A T T L E B O R N 94. We have a lot of great options on there. We have special, we have specialty podcasts. We have a special Facebook. A lot of really great things. Things are always changing. I'm always trying to add things. Uh, and I just want to hear from you. I want to help build this community. So I hope you donate on there. So if you do the three dollars here, if you like the concept pop section of this pop of this podcast, that one is about an entire line. So like a specific series that they don't have pops for. So the one I'm doing for this month is Umbrella Academy. So if you like Umbrella Academy, you like the designs, and you want to hear me talk about them and tell you what I think they could look like in pop form, definitely check it out. Definitely donate. I'm really excited about it. I hope you are too. I like the concept. I like the concept section myself, personally. That's the part I'm most excited about, other than the details. I do love talking about the details. And then finally, the next time I'm talking to you is going to be April 22nd, and I'm going to talk about the MCU 10th Anniversary Gold Chrome Pops. There's a lot of them. I'm really excited about it. Of course, this is for Endgame. Endgame's coming out on the 26th, people. If you don't have tickets yet, you need to buy tickets. Because it's going to be one of the best movies ever. If Cap dies, I will probably be gone for a while. Because I will be adrift in a sea of my own emotions. But you need to buy these pops. You need to listen to this episode. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about the MCU and the impact it's had in the past 10 years. So definitely urge you to check it out on April 
And that's it for me on Pop Goes the Fandom. This is Tyler Birch popping off. <laughs>